I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Welcome to Self Helpful. I'm your guide, Kevin Miller, and I curate the sea of new personal development messages to bring the most influential leaders onto this show. Join me as I question my guests to better understand their counsel so we can all integrate the wisdom into our lives because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. The Self-Helpful Podcast is presented by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping coaches. Visit Ziggler.com. Hello, Self-Helpful listeners. In this episode, how to eliminate failure in your life when you understand the goal behind the goal. This is part four in my series on the art of trying, and my muse has been Hala Taha. She's host of the top-ranked business podcast, Young and Profiting, and she's founder and CEO of Yap Media. And talking with Hala about her trajectory of trying and trying different things on the way to what worked for her overall goal has just been really eye-opening. When we understand that our goal is bigger than any one role or face value achievement. It takes the pressure off and greatly broadens the different methods we can try. And if one method doesn't work, it's okay. We know the bigger, greater goal and we can attempt it through another means and method and quite literally make failure near impossible. I don't mean to minimize that at all. So let's talk through this briefly together. Uh, you can again find Hala wherever you listen to your podcast at Young and Profiting. And you can find her on social media at Yap with Hala. Uh, you can also watch this show in entirety on YouTube. Just search for Self Helpful with Kevin Miller. How to eliminate failure in your life when you understand the goal behind the goal. Here's an analogy for you. As I sit here and podcast from my studio high up in the Rocky Mountains, I live in the shadow, literally, of Pikes Peak, named after American Brigadier General and Explorer Zebulon Montgomery Pike. So it's reported that he wanted to get on top of this mountain he saw. They called it at the time Tava. And he wanted to get on top to view the surrounding area to record it on maps. Okay, look right there. The goal wasn't, I want to climb that mountain. It was, I want to record the area on some maps around here. That looks like a good vantage point. So first attempt, he didn't make it. Uh, his word is he gave up on the ascent because of waist deep snow. So down he went. Failure? Well, not really. He tried one way. Now he can look at other paths, 
other sides of the mountain. Uh, he can think about maybe I should wait a month before or while the snow melts off and do that. Or it's actually pondered that he might have been able to do it from a neighboring mountain a little bit smaller. Again, the goal was to map the surrounding areas. It wasn't just this one way to do it. If he had said, I want to go up that mountain, I want to peak today, no questions about it. Got to be today, got to be that mountain, got to be this side, this path right here, right now. And he got into way steep snow and didn't make it, then boom, failure, that's it. But there was a goal underneath that goal. That's what we're talking about with this art of trying. What it requires us really to do is question our goals. We usually take our goals and we pin them on one role, one achievement, one path, one trajectory. And we go all and we think we got to go all in. I got to, you know, uh, burn the bridges and, and go all in. And then if we don't do it, we failure, fail. And, and it does feel like failure. I mean, it's, that's really hard to deal with. So this aspect is not just to avoid failure. It's also to be realistic about what is it that you really want. So let's go to my muse, Hala Tahats, why I had her on the show. Her father was in Palestine, a poor farmer, and he wanted to change his stars as the, the movie A Knight's Tale talks about, one of my favorite movies. He wanted to change his stars, came over to America, tried this, he tried that, and he succeeded and changed the stars for his family. Hala saw that and she wanted to honor that. Yeah, I, I, she felt like I'd been given such privilege. Uh, he's made such sacrifice to do this. I want to honor him and honor the opportunity that I now have to do so many different things. Her siblings went the route of medical professions, doctors. And she looked at that. It wasn't really her cup of tea. And she was really interested in the entertainment industry. Now, what if she had set herself up for failure and said, okay, I want to go in the entertainment industry. Got to be an actress. End of story. That's it. Got to be on the big screen. Hollywood starlet, right? If she didn't make that, she would have failed. But that was just one role. She could have tried that, but she knew it was a bigger issue. She wanted to have a successful business and have financial abundance. And she wanted to do it in an arena of entertainment. And ultimately, as she started getting into it, she realized she wanted to influence people for the better. It wasn't just about being famous. She wanted to influence people. And so she went in and she tried radio, had some success, dropped out of college. Ultimately, that's not the path that seemed to be working. So she went after an entertainment news blog had some success, but then the blog industry kind of pittered out. And so she went on and tried the next thing, reality TV show, almost got picked up by MTV, but didn't. Then she went back to school, got her MBA, took that one in the corporate world, corporate marketing, had success there, but wasn't feeling it. Uh, so she went into social media as a kind of a side hustle and then got into podcasting and really found a niche that brought a lot of that experience together and found success. And today she's killing it in this arena. Who knows where it'll take her, but you can see all the things she tried for that bigger goal. And so was each of those some gigantic failure, not minimizing it. It's not that it wasn't a bummer. She invested time and money and effort into that, but it didn't devastate her and take her out. That's what we see with failure when we pin everything on one methodology, right? 
Uh, so she now has financial abundance. She now has some success and celebrity status. She's influencing people for the better. And I, you know, again, one of the reasons I brought her on, or a primary reason I brought her on is she's not even using it just for business influence. She's having a lot of self-help people on the show and helping people increase their lives professionally and personally. Uh, so what, what a greater thing than if she had put it on again, one role or methodology. We tend to do that when we look at things like, uh, you know, I want to be a lawyer. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside and we're going to think about 20,000 breaths according to the EPA. The indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and air doctor is just the best. Air doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so it, your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code Kevin. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital. And Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a pro basketball player. Okay, why? Why? What is it about that? We have that with a lot of people who want to start a business. I want to start a business. I want to become an entrepreneur. I want to be self-employed. Why? I used to help people with that. I would look at them, look at their personal propensities, predispositions, skills, experience, gifts, talents, whatever you want to call that, knacks. And we'd look at that, they're just their personal interest and go, okay. 
what's a viable opportunity out of this that we could go after? And what's then something that fits the marketplace? Can we put a brand and around this product or around the surface and make something happen? Not to minimize it, but generally, yeah, we can. And yet so often I'd find man, there, there, there's personal reasons behind that. Let's get into that and ask about what those are. And you find things like, well, I want time availability. To, to be flexible time for my family. Okay. I want autonomy so I can really create something freely and I'm not bound by anyone else. Okay. I want to be my own boss. You know, I don't like having a boss. I really struggle with management and stuff. Okay. Uh, I want to be free of bureaucracy, you know, in the business. I really just want the freedom to pursue this idea or product or service that I, I want to happen. Okay. Okay. And, and what is it underneath that? It's usually something they want to impart to people. I want to give people this, this product. I want them to benefit from it, enjoy it. I want them to get the benefit that I've got out of it. I want them to have this service, uh, this experience that I have had. Okay. Well, let's look at that. Let's look at all those things. Is that only available through self-employment, through starting a business? Probably not the only availability. Let's put that on the list. And let's look at some other, other, other ways that you can do that. Can you partner with somebody that already exists or partner with somebody to do something new? Can you collaborate with something that's already in existence? Can you maybe even find the ability to do that within just the right company that would allow you to do that? What are the different methods that you could achieve this in and broaden out between I'm going to do this and it has to be through starting this specific business or my own business. Again, I, I love business. I love being self-employed. I relate to all those types of goals. Uh, but ultimately, it's not the only opportunity. If you look at, I do a lot in health and wellness. A lot of people have had a great experience in going from unhealth to health, from feeling bad, poorly to feeling good. And they want to share that with people. It's exciting. They want them to experience that form of freedom and capacity and capability. And so, or, you know, maybe they lost a bunch of weight or whatever it is. They changed how they look and how they feel about themselves. And I'll never forget a guy who had a, such an experience and he says, yeah, but my gosh, I'm never gonna be able to do that because I can never afford my own gym. I thought, really? That's the only way you see this happening is through having your own gym. That's biting off a lot. What are some other things you could do? Let's put that on the list. That's one way. What are some other things? Could you work at an existing gym as a personal trainer? Kind of get your feet wet. See what it's about. See what that entails. Uh, you could be a personal coach. I said, man, I've seen a lot of people work in the nutritional supplement industry, vitamins and, and, and whatnot. And they're really involved in that arena, but they're not doing it through a gym or even through coaching people. It's a different methodology. Or maybe people who are involved with, I know some who just love the uh, the products around health and wellness, you know, cool t-shirts or weights and and running shoes or whatever, or, or just in helping people inspire people who are trying to go after their health and wellness. And they realize that it's, you know, it's an internal mental game and you want to work just in inspiring them. You sure don't need a gym to do that. What are the, again, we're looking at different methods for the overall goal. And the overall goal is they want people to experience feeling good about themselves. Okay, man, there's lots of ways to do that. Let's list them out and see what's the best one for you to try first. It's the lowest hanging fruit. Uh, and I'm not minimizing that you go in and have some commitment to that, but the biggest commitment, the thing you might burn the bridges and go after is that big goal. And it, I say big overarching, like an umbrella, or you could say it's the roots, the root 
cause, the root issue down here, the root desire, the root goal. That's what you're wanting to go after. Figure that out. What it takes us to do is to really question the why, the what we want and the why, which is for shameless self-promotion. That's the topic of my book. What drives you? It's to discern, go into different areas of your life and discern what is it that you want. Vocation is one. I've used that as a muse here so we can talk about that. What is it that you're wanting to achieve? What do you want to impart to people? When it comes down to it with our work, generally we want money. Okay. So that's fair. We want money. But if you give somebody all the money in the world and they have to work every day, they generally come down to, I want to impart something to people. I want them to experience something. I want them to benefit from something. I want to give them meaning in this way through work. Okay, figure that out. If you do that, you should be able to list out, that'd be a good exercise, five ways that you could do that. Five different industries, jobs, whatever. You really should be able to list out 25, if not more of those. And then you're going to find some of those and go, okay, that's viable, but I don't want to do that, man. And then you go into what does that really entail? What's the lifestyle look like? And that's a vocational discussion we can have at another time. But to look at ultimately, what is the goal? What am I value? What are my values that I want to achieve uh, through this? Those are the undergirding things that we're going to commit to. But the way that we do that Man, there's a lot of things that we can try. Imagine saying, I want to help people have an experience of wellness. I want to help them go from feeling poorly, literally feeling bad internally and, and whatnot, and feeling bad about themselves or self-image, whatever it may be. And I want to, I want to help them achieve this goal. And so I'm thinking about going to med school. I really am. I want to, I want to see if I can really, uh, do that. That's, that's a method to try. I'm going to go after that. Maybe I won't get into med school. I'm not sure. We'll see how that goes. Um, and if that doesn't, then I think I'm thinking about getting involved with a, a gym or a health and wellness, you know, company. Maybe I could work for a doctor in some capacity. Maybe I could, like I talked about, go into the supplement arena or the inspiration thing. So there's a lot of things I'm going to try, but I'm committed. Imagine going to your family, to your spouse, to your family, to your friends with that. I feel committed to go after health and wellness and helping people with that. That's what I'm committed to. Nobody's going to go, well, that's stupid. There's no opportunity in there. You list them out, show them. I could be a doctor. I could be this. These are all the things I could try. I'm going to look at that and consider that. Maybe you can even help me look at that and see what makes sense. If you value, if you, if you think that they have the ability to see that unbiasedly, whatnot, but you may say, hey, I'm going to go get a career coach and help them, have them help me work through this. Man, doesn't that take the pressure off as opposed to saying, well, I want to help people be well. I have to be a doctor. I recently had Jordan Grummet on the show. He's a doctor, ended up being a palliative care doctor. Uh, but initially, he's, I think, seven years old or 11 years old. His dad's a doctor. His dad dies. And in his, again, I think it was seven years old or, or seven or 11, sticks out at one of those ages. He, his mind made up, it's my fault. It's my fault that my dad died. And to rectify that, I have to become a doctor. That's what, there was no why behind the why. Again, he put it on one thing. Now he did actually become a doctor. So he didn't fail and become a doctor. He failed in finding something he actually liked because he became a doctor and he didn't like it. That's 
really disappointing after that much time and investment. So what is, what if that, uh, one, you go after something, it doesn't happen or you go after it, it does happen. You find out it's not the something that I wanted. We're suffering both ways from not really understanding the core thing down here. And in Jordan's case, he really, he ultimately went into finance. He became a palliative care doctor, but he also really got involved in finances and helping people, uh, in the way that he wanted to influence them. Well, how much better possibly if he had understood the breadth of what his ultimate goal under the goal really was. That's the hope that we can have as we question our goal. Take the thing that you think you want and really question it and say, okay, I think I want this. Why? Or that I want to do this or achieve this. Why? What's under that? What does it mean to you? And for most people, it's going to come down to, I mean, you know, all of us want to take care of ourselves and I want money and and whatnot. And I'm not against having status and and some credibility and a claim out there. But at the end of the day, anybody, especially those who are making decent money, they really then come to, I want to help people. I want to impart something to them. I want to help them experience something. What is that? And why does that make you feel good? I know people who serve people in lots of ways that I would never say is, is bad or wrong. It's awesome. Doesn't speak to me. I don't know. I'm just not wired that way. I don't have to justify it or make excuses for it. I want to help people in this certain way. Right now, I am doing what I have always done, and I have the great privilege and joy and in influencing people and inspiring them. That's what I like to do. It's fully as selfish as if I was racing my bike. Um, I think Anthony DeMello, one of my favorite authors, would say it's a more evolved selfishness because I'm serving other people in, in, in a good way as opposed to just racing my bike. Nothing against that. I was fun and it helped prepare me for some other things. But I am doing this through podcasting right now and authoring. If podcasting goes away, I've got other ways. I can speak. Uh, I can uh, present or I could go align myself with somebody else who's on stage and try to influence them, partner with them and provide things to them so that they can go do that. So many different ways that I could take what's at the core of what I want to do and provide it. So along the way, I can try lots of things. If that trying, that method, that methodology doesn't work uh, like Zebulon Pike, I can try another path, try another day or see if I can get the thing accomplished through something that I didn't initially see. At first, I thought I needed to get that mountain. Now I realize, you know what? I think I could get this done from another mountain over there. Or today he could say, I could get it done through a plane or a drone or something of that nature. So uh, this is a great opportunity to get freedom from the pressure of that one thing that you think you've got to do. Get down under it, figure out why. My book, What Drives You, is a great way to do that. Thank you to Hala Taha for sharing her story, her insight, her heart into this aspect of the art of trying. You can find her podcast right now, wherever you're listening to this, at Young and Profiting. And you can find her on social media at Yap with Hala. Thanks also to Renee Marino, Broadway star and film star and author of Becoming a Master Communicator for joining me in the previous episode, uh, part three of the series to bring added insight into this discussion. Friends, thank you for tuning into Self Helpful, where I curate the sea of new personal development materials and help you integrate wisdom into your life because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. 